It's now time for the Weekend Preview with Mick Gannon, Dean Watling and Mitch Lewis. Uh, Thunder Lips is a horse that handles all conditions. There's a bit of rain around. I think it's the best bet of the day at uh, Ramwick. Thunder Lips, the insider time quest. Thunder's kicking. Last race, Bjorn Baker does it again. Thunder Lips just clung on from time quest. Yeah, I'm going against you, Dino. I thought Switzerland was definitely the deserved favourite. Now Switzerland opens the shoulders, really lays it down to Shangri-La Expresses, fighting on doggedly, but Switzerland too strong at the end, and Switzerland two out of two wins the Bureau plate. I just thought Fangel, uh, barrier eight, I think she'll land in a reasonable position. I, th- I think she should be winning this race. And she has the best turn of foot in this race. I think she'll be blowing them away, G. And Fangirl quickly put three links on them. Think it over a second, and then came Militarise, but Fangirl, what a beauty, what a return to racing. Fangirl trounces them. So I was keen to be with number eight, Jenny Lala, even in an each way price. Jenny Lala's paddling, still led by over a length and will win. I think Revolutionary Miss probably has the um, residual fitness and a little fresh in here for an informed Peter and Paul Snowden camp. Revolutionary Miss is chipping away on the inside and took the front, then Fortunate Kiss. Revolutionary Miss is just in front and wins. Revolutionary Miss from Forbidden City. Race three, number two, Jacks on Ice. Uh, looks to a win. Parks track will go forwards and be in a good position. But Jacks on Ice is showing them a clean pair and no signs of stopping. Still four in front of Pagasi, but it's all Jacks on Ice. Boys had another big weekend last weekend. Let's hope it can continue for a, a brilliant day of racing, highlighted by Blue Diamond Stakes Day with the three Group Ones at Caulfield, and of course, it's a handy enough meeting there at Rose Hill and some terrific racing right across the country as well. So let's welcome in the team, Mickey Gannon. Geez, you you stirred the pot up yesterday, son. Yes, g'day G, how's Saudi Arabia? I'm sure it's treating you well over there, Mitchie, Dino. I stirred the pot yesterday and I'll tell you what, pays to listen. Be good if some of those uh, peanuts on Twitter actually listen to the uh, the entire segment rather than just the uh, just the tweets. Had a look at the tweets, I with, you know. I was, I was talking to Andy Marr and, um, Andy Marr and Andrew Gaze about this. You yep. go and blame the digital team. They go upstairs and they blame the digital team. It's like, you, you take, you, you've taken me out of context. You, you did, don't worry, only, I did. I gave them a they're call. Only, but yet they're only telling, they're only, they're only writing down what you actually said. So I don't well, know how you can take the top. one of the great journalists in, the, in this game. I, you understand context. How can you, so how can you take the as like so I want to get so how so if if Jacko and the team have taken you out of context, Mickey Gannon, who are the top three horses in this country then? <laughs> well, I think if you listen to what we said, G Man, it no, was but horses. It's simple one, it, two, three. Well, it, where's it, like, racing? If they race tomorrow, if because without a fight would be number one. But he's in the paddock, no, so well racing. If you is, just listen back, carnival. you get it all, mate. You get it all. No, but I'll, who who are the top three horses then? I'm not falling into peri- this trap. <laughs> you try to trap me again. No, I'm not. No, I'm done. No, I'm not. No, Mickey, usually stuff. stick to your guns, brother. Stick to your guns. I am. No, you I'm, can, I'm you in. can make a good point for all of the three horses that you mentioned. Imperatrice um, has, regressed, has regressed two lengths off what she produced first up last start, G. So if they, if they lined up yep. if they lined up head-to-head, exactly my point, I'd be with Think About It, like. 
You've got you've got enough runs on the mate. board, Mickey G, to stick to your guns, brother. Hello well, you know, to you, you know Mitchie what's Lewis. funny? The, the hiding I caught about fangirl in the in the um in the spring. Now I've got her on top, and they all want to pop me for having her on top. Oh, they pop me for having her at the it's, bottom. That is pot you a, wherever you are. As Kira Ma said on Tuesday morning, everyone deserves an opinion. It's a beautiful game. Not everyone's going to agree, and if everyone did, it would be bloody boring. So just relax, everyone. Hey, hello to you, <laughs> Mitchie Lewis. Morning, Gareth. Morning, Dino and Gano. Hope you boys are well. We no, are well. Not. <laughs> no. uh, Dino, how are you today, mate? I'm good, Mr. Worldwide. Uh, Gano, Mitchell, so that was a great debate. I love it. People, you have an opinion, and people think there's a right and wrong answer to an opinion. I just think um, opinions are great, well, um, but we'll see, Gano. Uh, you sit on they the won't... fence all the time, Dino. So, what would be your top three then? <laughs> oh, you're fired up, aren't you? Um, I would have very similar to Gano, but I'd probably have Imperatrice in there over Think about it at the moment. Okay. You thought about that, didn't you? I'd have Amelia's dueling. I can't believe oh, No, you don't. Julian. Honestly, mate. Give it a <laughs> you probably have Damien's Lane, Damien Lane in there too. Yeah. Well, we're going to take the news. Um, <laughs> then I promise you we'll do the weekend preview straight after the 10 o'clock news. Don't go anywhere. What a weekend of racing have we got for you. This is Giddy Up. This is the weekend preview. Thanks to Bet365, the world's favourite online betting brand. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Let's get stuck into this Caulfield preview because it is the best day of racing, I think, in Melbourne anyway, this summer slash autumn throughout their carnival. Three group ones, the Futurity, even though it's not a vintage Futurity. We've got the Oakley Plate. It's always fascinating. And under handicapped conditions, of course, over the 1,100 metres. And the, the Blue Diamond, and it's one of the better Blue Diamonds, or one of the most intriguing Blue Diamonds, I think, that we're seeing for quite some time. Let's start off with the first leg of the Quaddy, which is the first of the group ones, the Futurity Stakes. Mr. Brightside's at fifty. With Bet365, Pericles at $11. Then we go down to a horse like an attrition, who's at $8.50. Buffalo River, $12. Nuggets at $10. Dom shoot the horse that defeated Zaki. Still can't believe it, Dommy boy, but you did. <laughs> at $20. And then Hey Fat Cats at $27. Mickey Gannon, you can kick off proceedings. Mr. Brightside, he should be winning, shouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, he should be winning, G. Um, you suggest you probably take some natural improvement out of that run uh, in regards to a speed map. I think Hey Fat Cat rolls forward, Buffalo River rolls forward, and Pericles rolls forward. And I think that Mr. Brightside probably finds the 1-1, gets into the perfect spot, and he's a class horse. I've got him marked $1.45. He's $1.50. You know, you, you could bet that, but you also don't have to. He'll be winning, Mr. Brightside. Dino? Yeah, interesting. I think the only knock on this horse is if that first up run took it out of him, which I think it did. Obviously, he went in there a little bit underdone. The stable suggested that. He had to pull out all the stops to get over the top of that sort of race shape. That's the only career I have in my mind. Do I want to take a dollar fifty? No. Will he win the race? Uh, more than likely, Mitchie. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Mr. Brightside should be winning. Um, outside of that, if I wanted to look for a bit more value, Buffalo River to place might be the play. I think you'll be in the right spot. Uh, yeah, I was about to add exactly the same thing as you, as you, Mitchie. If you wanted a place bet, Buffalo River, the place is, is the play in the race. Well, the team, which is as expected, are keen on, on Mr. Brightside to win another group one. And this is what his co-trainer, J.D. Hayes, had to say this morning on Giddy Up. It always could be, Gareth, but the way that he's really bounced back and he hasn't missed anything on the feed bin and he's um, he's really, really done well in the day paddock like he we would sort of think a little bit concerned out of the run, and then he started rearing and bucking his brands off in the day, Paddy. <laughs> and he, he was telling us that he's feeling okay. So 
Um, no, I think it's all systems go for the weekend. So let's have a look at the Blue Diamond. This is the Group 1 for the two-year-olds. Bodyguard is under a vet's inspection tomorrow morning after he failed it this morning. But this is what Paul Snowden had to say before that vet check. Yeah, look, he's trained on lovely. Um, impressive horse. He's just got such a laid-back attitude. Um, you know, lays up from the, a, a favourable draw for him. And look, if he's as strong as what he was the other day, you know, he's going to take some beating. And this is what he has to say about the stable, mate. High octane. He would have done probably more on the trial than what he did on race day. So it's um, we didn't get to see the best of him. But look, he's from the draw. If we don't get held up, if we get held up and sat down, going to be <laughs> peaked off. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, he's he just got to he's just got to use himself late, which he, I think he'll be ridden to the cir- similar circumstances of how he won the preview. Um, you know, have to be a bit conservative, but look, he'll be in that running line, I'd imagine, and, be, and he'll be he'll look the winner at some stage. Benny Mallon, boy, he was confident on Tuesday morning after he worked Coleman. Yeah, I was really happy with him. He's um, in great order, the horse. Um, we took the earmuffs off him, and he, and he, you know, he strode down really nicely. So um, he's more forward in his condition, obviously, than he was the other day. Um, the 1200 shouldn't be an issue, and I expect him to be extremely hard to beat. So he's just got a great length of stride on him. He's he's got a good will to win, um, a really big engine, and. He'd be up there with one of the, you know, obviously Sheila Rain was a, was a yeah. ripping filly, but um, he's not too dissimilar to her, I don't think, at this point in time. And just for you, Mitchie Lewis, here's Nicky O'Shea talking about the South Australian filly, Kiro Yanagi. Yeah, great. Um, look, we're delighted with her. Uh, she hasn't left a, an oath from when she went to Melbourne or when she came back two weeks ago, so um, she hasn't missed a beat since, so we're delighted with her. All right, Mitchie Lewis, who wins the Blue Diamond? Yeah, it's a pretty open one, isn't it? Like, it's probably the best one we've seen in a little while. So I can make a case for a few. I've got a fair few of them in the quaddy. Uh, how I'm playing it is I think uh, the best we've seen of any of these runners is Lady Camelot, and I think she's drawn ideally. It looks the race set up perfect for her. Barrier four, she's going to land in a beautiful position. I, I think based on what we've seen from all of these horses, she looks the standout. And I'm just going to save on a Anisa as well. I, I don't think Anisa was fully unleashed first up, and I think there'll be some improvement there. So um, that's how I'm playing this. Lady Camilla on top and saving Anisa, Dino. Yeah, outstanding race. The speed map's fascinating. I think we see Lady of Camelot lead. Uh, in behind that, it's in- interesting. The South Australian horse probably slots in. Leader's back. Where does Coleman go? I'd suggest he's in the first six in transit. Um, and then from there. So, um, G-Man, you got something to say? No, I was just going to say Mickey Gannon... He'd be a little bit nervous, Dino, didn't he? Tip what price did he tip Lady of Camelot to us? Thirteen dollars he tipped us on the yes. I think it was the Monday show, G Man. It was on the Monday breakdown. Yeah, so she's into a short enough price. I suggest she starts shorter. I think she is definitely the bet in the race. A little bit of a historical profile. I love these sort of setups in, in these two year old races. Eight of the last ten have come through the preludes, and the furthest back uh, horses come out of the preludes is fourth, and that was um, a horse back um three four years ago tagaloa the only horse to come from a thousand meters to 1200 meters was extreme choice a couple of years ago so that fits the profile of coleman but i'd suggest 1100 meters set up to 1200 meters is much better i want to take on coleman at the price i think he's too short just coming off that thousand meter setup so i'm really keen to be with lady camelot i think high octane is a good bet too we're getting a nice enough price he should blend in in that three wide line gano and be savaging the line but it just looks like it sets up beautifully with lady camelot
Yeah, Lady of Camelot's race to lose here, G, comes from a, a fast run 1,100-meter race, which is the absolutely perfect platform for this. Coleman's the definite danger, 1,000 to 1,200. Uh, a slowly run 1,000 to 12, a fast run 1,200 has got to be a massive, massive query. Probably the horse that, uh, that may be the most progressive through this race, uh, but... Lady of Camelot, Camelot clearly on top. Coleman there or thereabouts. Obviously, big concerns. Bodyguard now. Uh, I think Anisa's comes through the same profile, the 1,000 to 1,200, as does doubling down. So I'm happy to be against those two, and I'm pretty confident that uh, Lady of Camelot will get the job done here on Saturday, G. I'm bullish about Anisa. I thought she was a perfect blue diamond trial the other day. I think... Laney looked after her. She hit the line strongly. Her run was as good as Coleman. Oh, I think it might set up beautifully for her come Saturday. I'm, but I've just got a feeling it could be a blowout, like a, a traffic warden or a fearless there, Dino. Do yeah, well, I couldn't hope? turn you out a fearless. Uh, there's plenty yeah. of sort of... What we got to understand is a lot of these lead-ups are small fields, sort of lackluster tempo, and they sprint home. You get to a blue dime, and it's speed on big field, high-pressure race. So sometimes we don't get to see that little inkling of a horse that may jump out of the ground. That's why I like Octane. I think he can be a horse that does that. And Fearless is another one. If he doesn't get bumped first up, he probably beats Proust. Is that the right form lines? I suggest Lady of Camelot ran superior time to that so he can tie them in too. I think the best roughy for me, boys, is stay focused. I think he switched the runs with Bodyguard last start and he wins. Gate 15 is no good, but I think he'll offset that and roll forward. So if you're looking for one out wide... I thought stay focused was probably one at a price you could uh, make a case for. Any more lads? Do you agree there with Dino, Mitchie, and then Mickey Gannon? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I thought a runner like that could come from the clouds, probably Hayasugi. Like, she's done it pretty tough in a couple runs. Potentially, she could be my roughy play, even though she's not that rough. But yeah, I haven't got too much more to add. We've covered it pretty well, I think, Gunnar. Yeah, I just. I think it's really, really hard. You've got to look for the, the horses that profile perfectly into what's going to be this exact race shape. And there's only one horse that fits that profile to date. So something could jump out of the ground, G, but uh, we're not here to speculate in, in the sense of no. could something jump out of the ground. I'd rather be backing something we know that has uh, performed at this setup before. Love a handicap. And this is an interesting handicap race because you've got a, a galloper that hasn't won a group one carrying top weight in an Oakley plate, and that's Kalos. Um, and you're getting $12 for that galloper. Here's what James Cummings had to say about him this morning. It could be the right race. Uh, it could be the right draw and, and, a, and a nice race for Kalos. It is interesting that he carries uh, clear top weight as a, as a, in, a, in a Group 1 sprint handicap in Australia, given Kalos has never won a Group 1. Yes. But, he's, but he's a multiple Group 2 winner, and none of those were any more impressive than his one-length victory in the Rubicon from Barrier 13 two weeks ago. Geez, Benny Gleeson, who looks after the Tiako racing team at Cranbourne, was bullish about Skew If's chances. Look, she worked the house down this morning. I think she goes in very underrated. She's, I think, the only group owner in the field. Um, she gets in well at the weights for 55 and a half. If she can draw a good barrier and get a nice conservative ride, I think she'll run a, a big race first up. So that was on Tuesday morning. This morning, this is what Jason Warren had to say about Benedetta's chances in the Oakley Plate. She, she was very impressive uh, yes. Tuesday morning. And, um, yeah, the, uh, the sectionals that she ran uh, sort of backed that up. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't empty her out by any means. She, uh, she did recover very quick uh, post-gallop. And um, that just gave me the confidence to know that we're, we're right on track. And he's Paul Snowden on the favourite King's Gambit at the bottom of the weights. 
didn't have much choice. You got to temp two days out from the Coolmore, which ruled us out. So dare say he would have won and won well, um, knowing the fact that he beat the winner two weeks before, pretty pretty convincingly. So um, look, he's a lovely horse. He's matured. He's gone to that next level. I feel and. Hopefully this is a stepping stone to better things to come for him. So basically, listening to Paul Snowden, who's a wonderful judge, only bad luck will beat King's Gambit from Gate 1 Dino on Saturday. Yeah, well, bad luck is something he might get from that barrier. I think his trials have been outstanding. I know he gets him really well at the weights, but I wanted to take on the three-year-olds this year. It's not a vintage Oakley plate. When you've got Kalos as the top weight, you look through the field compared to last year, and it's a little bit lackluster, to be honest. I think the query with King's Gambit, he trials like an absolute rocket, but the first 10 metres is what I want to focus on. He always rears, he sort of misses the kick and has to bustle up. If he does that on Saturday from gate one, he's going to be in an absolute world of pain. So I think that's the query with him. For that reason, I want to take him on. I think there's two bets to have in the race. I was in the court of the sort of forgiving of Asaphora first up. I think they just carved her up a little bit too much. Um, had to use a juice. I think she'll bounce back second up. And I think the big one over the odds is Chain of Lightning. I love the recent jump out, albeit it was really tricky to find. Those packing them down the back straight, they're as hard as it comes. But I think Chain of Lightning is the best roughie um, and Asaphora is a bet as well in the race, Gano. Yeah, I'm with King's Gambit. I agree with um, with Pete Snowden. You know, he only needs a bit of luck. And he'll be right. And I think he'll get some luck because they'll go pretty quick. You're going to get from the 1,100-meter start, they're not just going to be stuck up in, in a row of two. They're going to be three, four, maybe even five wide. And the track, from all reports, is going to play quite even on on Saturday. And by you know that time of the day, it'll be quite firm and fast. And look, you might be three pairs back the fence, but you've got Jamie Carr booked and she'll be patient. And... King's Gambit is just weighted to win this race. Gee, it's not often you get a horse weighted to win a race that you're getting like of good ability that looks to have come back better and you're getting that $4 sort of 60 price. And I think we'll look back at that $4 60 price and think, gee whiz, that was a steal. Mitchie? Yeah, you're right, you know, there'll be stacks of speed. So I've got runners like Cumin going forwards, hypothetical forwards, Brudenell, if he runs here, goes forwards, Najim Sahail. So they're going to go quicker. And so as four is going to have to do something from out wide, I think it really sets up the race um, for a little bit more value from horses that can be behind that. I don't think Kalos did anything wrong. Uh, I reckon he's way over the odds, so he's an each-way play for me. But, yeah, I, I don't mind Benedetta just camping off him there in Barrier 5. Mm-hmm. I think that sets up well for those two horses. I'm just uh, – yeah, King's Gambit, I think – I agree with you with the weights, but I am just a little bit worried Barrier 1. If if he drifted out towards that each-way odds, I'd probably be chiming in as well. But I, I think Kalos is over the odds after that first up run, and Benedetta's going to be in a good spot off this – Hot speed. Now, Paul Snowden make- says he's... Yeah, sorry, Dan, eh? No, you go, Gareth. I said Paul Snowden says he's matured a little bit, this horse. My concern with him is Barry One. He's going to be in there for a long mm, time awful. with that big field. Um, so that's a concern too. Anyway, Mickey? No, yeah, Dan, absolutely. What were you going to say? No, ab- absolutely, G. Like, there's no doubt about that. Barry One's a concern for a number of reasons, but... The price is good enough to risk that. You know, yeah. have to have a, you know, stacks on it's $4.40. No. Good point, Dino. I just want to ask Mitchie what he thought of the trials of Benedetta. I find her a hard horse to get a guide off uh, off the jump outs down there. So, Mitchie, what did you make of them? Yeah, I didn't really look into them too much in the fact that um, I, that she's never really tried all that well, in my opinion. And then first up, she's run two good first up races before. So I was sort of trusting in that fact that she's going to be here and fine first up. Dino, don't yep. worry about how she trialed. She worked like a 
jet, like a lead jet there on Tuesday morning. Well, that like, worries like, me, Gareth. If you're I really like how you lent right in then, Gareth, yeah. right up to um, yeah, just like just oh, like we were whispering. What degree do you have in watching track work, Gareth? You get a degree for that? Oh. You do. Well, when they go quick, like probably gets oh. from the same place you get yours for trials. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's um. Okay, she, like those no, some astute judges were telling me that, and she looked like she'd get up well anyway. So there you go. And on the clock, um, as Jason Warren said, she she worked like a, a horse that's ready to fire. Um, this Saturday. Let's take a quick break on the other side of it. We'll come back and have a look at the last race and also touch on some of the other feature races, including the Peter Young. Would you be backing Gold Trip first up on Saturday? We'll ask the team straight after this. Bear Robertson, who's a great fan of ours here on Giddy Up, says he's loving the music coming in um, after the breaks. I haven't told him just yet. We're playing the music sometimes because I got lost going to the bathroom before. That's why. That's why it was me. That's why we played it a little longer. But we might have learned something from that. Um, get you up and about on a Thursday morning. The mayor's race, last race at Caulfield. Revolutionary Miss just keeps on winning. Three dollars ninety there with. Bet 365. And then we go down to a horse like Vagrant. Gets an inside gate at 550. Forbidden City at 850. Running by at $8. And then down the bottom, Eternal Flame is a $4 chance. Let's hear from some of the major chances here. Who have we got for this race? Um, no one. Revolutionary Miss. I know Paul Snowden gave her a really good push this morning. Barbie's Fox needs another run. And when we had a chat to Mitch Friedman on Tuesday morning, if D Lane can wave a little bit of magic, she's ready to run another big race here, Mickey Gannon. Yeah, she is, G, for sure. Uh, I thought that Forbidden City is probably over the odds, albeit the horse hasn't really won that often. But Revolutionary Miss got the sit, um, sort of went underneath and and got the job done really well. You know, she's come up $4.40 here, uh, Forbidden City, and, and has drawn barrier nine. Forbidden City's drawn barrier four, and you're getting $9. I think they're probably the two I want to lean with in the race, and just purely off a price point, uh, Forbidden City at $9. It, it looks like a great one-by-three uh, play there, Mitchie. Yeah, no, I was keen to be with Vagrant. I just sort of thought I really like what she did last start at Caulfield. I think was she nominated for a race last week, and they've opted to come here instead. So Correct, correct. I, yep. I think there'll be some good speed on, so hopefully Damien Lane can hold a spot from barrier one and not get too far back. And I think if that's the case um, and she finds a clear run, I think she's a very good sniff, Dina. Yeah, no, no, even... no knock on your tip there, Mitch. Just quickly, my concern with that, sorry, Dino, is is Penthouse came out and got absolutely flogged in Sydney. I was, that's, that was my biggest worry about about that one. Just, just something to consider there for the punters. Sorry, Dino. So you're pouring cold water on Mitchy. That's all right. I'll no, no, just, 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 just trying to, just trying to, um, you know, educate. Just giving him one of my ice baths. Well, I, okay. <laughs> so my little, yeah, I guess only my little rebuttal with that, Gano, is Ooh, I'd be yeah. concerned if um, Penthouse like didn't travel again in between, if that made sense. If it was a Melbourne yeah, horse that came back and mm. stayed in Melbourne, but I'm willing to give that a little bit more. I understand what you're saying, but I'm willing to forgive it a tiny bit, given that the horse has travelled to and from Sydney, raced in Sydney again, type thing. We'll have a can of Pepsi Max on it. (laughs) Sounds good, mate. Either that day, Penthouse, Dino. Mm, Yeah, it's interesting. Footy trips, charging up to that Penthouse. You went like to (laughs) to (laughs) turn it up. Says who's 
getting A1 no seats over to... in Saudi Arabia, I'll give you the tip. Uh, exactly. Uh, interesting, right? I think the way the track plays probably decides this race. Very even lot. I'd suggest maybe Revolutionary Misses probably under the odds now. Poor draw. I know she was good last start, but it's a different setup. I'd leave the way here with Mitchie Lewis of the four vagrant. Just on the map, then can hold leaders back. As long as the insides are right, um, I think that's the way I'll lean in a really tricky end of the day. G-Man. The Peter Young, which is race six. I don't think they'll start Gold Trip if the track is too firm, but this is what Kieran Ma had to say about him on Tuesday morning. Yeah, he ran well. I think it was at Sandown in the Peter Young ran second. And he's he he's a he's a funny older horse now. But uh you just gotta you know, if he's not sort of involved, he just doesn't bother. But um <laughs> But uh, he trialed over 14 the other day and I put the shades on him and yeah. he got his tail up. He, yeah, over 1,800. It enables him to, tr- to travel and, and uh, get home. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. It will be interesting. You've got Campanessa, who's got Legato form at $3, and Sinzella is at $7 here, Mitchie Lewis. Who wins the Peter Young? And if Loff hits the line, maybe have something on him for a Sydney Cup. According to Japanese. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I heard your talk this morning, Gareth, mm. and it sounded pretty interesting. That uh, maybe third and fourth up for Loft is where we'll get a good little bet from him. But I look, I've, I'm probably not going to be betting into the race. There's a few little unknowns for me. So if Gold Trip runs, you know he's probably going to run a big race. Um, I'm not sure if he'll be ready to win. I'm wary of the New Zealand horse. The form lines are a little bit hard to cross. But I thought Foxy Cleopatra could run a race here, particularly each way. Um, I think we marked her as a horse to follow out of that first up Caulfield run where she hit the line really nicely behind Yonts. Um, up in trip, second up here is where I thought she'd improve. So I, I think she can run you a race at some good value. Mickey G? Yeah, Campionessa is the one. Hopefully I get a bit of love back from the Kiwis now, tipping one of theirs. Uh, <laughs> as he just draws to perfection. I think it's just a proper, um, you know, group one weight for age horse. Is it the right setup here? And I think a few of these aren't. Uh, I just, you know, it, the, I you can only imagine, gee, the weather, the way the weather is in Melbourne, that this won't, this will be a firm track. So you could only assume that Gold Trip would then come out. But either, even if it does or it doesn't, I'm happy to be in the camp of Campionessa, Dino. Yeah, it makes it hard to chime in when it's a query if Gold Trip goes around. He takes up more than half percent or half of the the market percentage here. I think if he goes around, I'd be happy to take him on. I don't think this is a setup for him to win. It's one of those races where you got to figure out: is it the best horse in the race you want to be with, or you want to be Foxy Cleopatra who? Isn't the best, but as a residual fitness, uh, ready to go 1,800 metres, uh, good gait, I would lean that way. I think this is a race that I'd chime in with her. But in saying that, I can't. I don't think you can bet now. You've got to wait till race day and see if Gold Trick comes in or uh, comes out, sorry, or stays in the race. So, tricky race, G-Man. Yeah, there's some nice three-year-old races to come. So, we'll take the news, then we'll take a look at those those events um, at Caulfield on Saturday. This is the weekend preview. Thanks to Bet365, the world's favourite online betting brand. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. The three-year-old race, race five, Dumbelieben. Um, each way price at $12. Then we go down to Immediacy. Just keeps on winning. He's been a funny old horse for mine, but he jumps out of the ground late in his races. He's at $4.60. Um... There's a horse that when we were at the track work at the Gallops there on Tuesday morning at Caulfield that it was a strong tip around. It was for that debutante winner who was blistering there for um, Mick Price and Michael Kent Jr. and um, United Kingdom. And Caracas is also given a strong chance around that $5 quote here, Dino. 
Yep, as hard as they come, this race, uh, plenty of nice progressive types. You probably all come out of maiden, so you got to try to tie it in, figure out which is better than the rest. I cannot help here. I will be sitting out of this race. Mitchie, right. can you please help the, the listeners? Yeah, tricky enough race, like you said. Uh, the one that I'd sort of lent towards was number nine, Sox Nation. I thought the win defeating Acid Wash at the Valley last start was pretty good. Had a little freshen up since. I like the map, barrier six, got enough speed to settle forwards of midfield and should be handy enough, Gano. Sox Nation on top for me, 1,800 metres, looks ideal, ready to go, very keen. I know we've got group ones on the program, but I'm looking forward to the four-year-olds doing battle. Um, in fact, um, not the four-year-olds, the three-year-olds here. Brave Mead, geez, he was good the other day. He owned that race, Blake Shin, with Brave Mead, and he's at $3 to win again here on Saturday. Um, you've also got other horses with strong chances. Don Corleone, Paul Snowden says he's done nothing wrong. This this preparation, he gets an inside gate um, before this preparation anyway at home as he resumes. Maharaba is at $7. Shalite was impressive last campaign at nine fifty. Wolfie's been... Like, I know Nick Ryan wasn't happy with him early on in the preparation, but he's improved at the jump out since. He's at $14. And then we go down to a horse that I love. I might have something each way on Legacies. Jamie Carr didn't give her the best of rights on a few occasions, and that's according to Peter Moody last preparation, getting $8 for her this time around, Mitchie Lewis first up, as the filly takes on the boys. Yeah, I know the boys here have a different opinion to me, but I think Brave Mead's the one in this race. I, I just think... He's got the fitness edge. Uh, I thought he returned super at Caulfield. Um, I think there's a lot to come out of that race. Uh, he goes really well here at Caulfield. He goes well over the trip. Barry 11 doesn't concern me from the 1,200-metre start. I think you'll find a good position. And if he improves off that first up run, I think he'll be winning here, Gano. Yeah, he ran a career peak first up. Pretty well found in the market now from that draw. Does get Blake Shin. I think it's a race in two. G between Brave Mead and Don Corleone. I'm happy to side the way of Don Corleone. His recent trial was enormous. Dino will probably touch on it um, in there with King's Gambit and think about it. And look, he, he probably didn't live up to expectations last preparation. This will be his last, you know, the, the last chance I give him. Uh, but I think he can get the job done here. Don Corleone, Dino. Yeah, I think the thing we want to note as punters with the Peter and Paul Snow and Stable is when they have two trials under their belt into a first up run, they are ready to go and ready to win. One trial always scares me a little bit. They can tend to need the run. So I think it's a good push, Gano, for Don Corleone. And the trial was really good. Pushed out to the line in the latest and won it well in a good heat. I just can't understand Brave Mead being so short. I think he may be caught a couple of, um, of them first up with his residual fitness coming off a long campaign. Does he have improvement to come now? If Kirimar can get even more improvement out of him, I think it's a great training performance. I can't see it happening, and I'd be more than happy, Gareth, to have a two-bet play on the two, Maharabia and the three, Don Corleone. All right, then. Uh, Whirlpool there at Caulfield on Saturday, so maybe play the best tote there with bet 365 on Saturday. Um, handy enough three-year-old Phillies race earlier on in the program as well, but um, we might get your staking plan if you got a few runs at Caulfield, a part of your, your staking plan for a Saturday, Mitchie Lewis? Yep, so I'm basically spending all of mine at Caulfield. I'm going to have $100 race for number one, Brave Mead. I'm expecting that he can um, improve. And then I'm going to have a double Caulfield race seven, number one, Mr. Brightside into Morfordville race seven, number 11, the map at about $3.40 last night. Mickey Gaddon? What is it now? Uh, I haven't double-checked, to be honest. I just wrote it down in my notes, and I haven't double-checked. Probably $2.10. Hey, you can read uh, through yours, and I'll double-check. 
I'm going to go. Miss, I'm going to go a double here, Mister Brightside, into Lady of Camelot for a hundred dollars G, and uh, I'm going to have fifty dollars on Sox Nation. Dino, oh, I'm I'm going to spend all my two hundred at Caulfield in the Blue Diamond. I like this race a lot. I'm going to have a hundred dollars on the thirteen Lady of Camelot and a hundred dollars on the eight High Octane. That is the way I'm spending my two hundred this week. I need a I need a win. Let's take a break. We'll come back with Sydney and that, that meeting at Rose Hill for Hobartville Stakes Day. I get no Mickey Gannon requested that song after yesterday. Uh, we've got the Rose Hill meeting coming up in Sydney. Hey, Mickey G, how do you think this track will play as we head back to Rose Hill? Yeah, well, there's 20 mils of rain forecast for Friday, but now it's changed to seven, zero to seven. So a bit up in the air, G. I'd suggest just slightly off rails will be the place to be. Uh, and then if we get 20 mils, then throw the confetti in the air and see where it lands. Jay McDonald's decided to go with Sue Gotcha at $5 in the mayor's race to kick off proceedings. He jumps off the favourite Lady Laguna um, at 2.15. I don't know if – I would imagine he could ride at 55 there on Saturday. Staronte's at a big prize. Renaissance Woman at $14. Then we go down, well, Vienna Princess and an each-way price at eight fifty. And how good are you, Dino? Is it $11? Great race. Uh, I think it's a racing two between Lady Laguna and Zoo Gotcha. I think the biggest thing to note with Zoo Gotcha is she was trained to win an Everest last preparation. It just backfired. She's not a 1,200-meter horse. First up, 1,300-meters. I'd suggest her trials tell me that she's back better than ever. Gate two, I like. And if that rain does hit that Mickey Gannon spoke of, I think she'll lap it up. So at a price point, I think Zoo Gotcha's got to be the bet. I think around $5 is ridiculous odds. She should be nearly um, sort of three three fifty there, Gano. Spot on, Dino. Share exactly the same sentiment on the race, and Zugotch's draws perfectly. Uh, Mitchie? Uh, yeah, I had uh, Lady Laguna on top here. I think Mare in form, she's going really well. Zugotch are the danger, but I just thought the way she's been going, Lady Laguna, she'll be hard to beat. Group two level, the Hobartville Stakes is the feature for the three-year-olds. Tommy Kitten's at 320. I thought he was really good, especially his last furlong there. First up the other day at Randwick. This is what James Cummings had to say about his chances on Saturday. He was Look, he was excellent first up from a spell. The, the, the race was run at a sit and sprint, which was not going to suit Tom Kitten. And they did leave him flat-footed when they, when they sprinted away at the 600-metre mark. But the effort for the horse to motor home late in the equal fastest last 200 was encouraging. The step up to seven furlongs is nicely in his in his uh, in his uh, hitting zone. So that's James Cummings there with Tom Kitten, Mickey Gannon. Are you with Tommy? Found it a really really hard race, G. Yeah, I think Tom Kitten picks himself. He deserved a favourite. Nashua Willow draws really well. Fourteen hundred metres second up, ideal. Um, and I don't think the rain affected track is going to be an issue at all. I thought Fukubana was an interesting runner for sure, G. And I thought that I could probably play them both and get a result. So Tom Kitten and Fukubana, okay. Dino. Yeah, good race. I think uh, this is where data and sectionals really come into play in racing. I think you need a perfect blend of visually watching races and then reviewing races because Tom Kitten carried 60 kilos first up. And like James mentioned, it was a complete sit and sprint. They went seven lengths slower than the average to the six, and then they've completely sprinted home. So for a horse first up, one trial over a short trip, that's not his recipe. But his sectionals late as a way uh, as he built the line with a 
uh, race best. So I think completely different setup here. He gets three and a half kilos off, a better gait. He should sit forward up to 1,400 meters. I think there's a lot of boxes to tick there. And I think he's the best horse in the race on paper, simply. So Tom Kitten, a really good bet for me across the Rose Hill Prober and Mitchie. Yeah, no, I'm with you, Dino. Tom Kitten on top. I thought second up, he's improved second up before, up to the 1,400, like we've touched on. Uh, just a lot of ticks for him. Should be winning. All right, then. So um, good pushes there for a few of those horses, but especially Tommy Kitten in the Hobartville. Let's have a look at the ninth race. Red card at $4 first up. James Cummings gave her a good enough push, I thought, this morning. But he did also give her a note, so a bit of a chance at $13. Dairy Grove at $5.50. Brutonelle at $9.50. Um, this is a wide-open race. Libertad's back at $7.50. Frilled at $4.40 here, Mitchie. Yeah, I don't mind Frilled. I thought Barrier 4 is probably going to land Frilled in a pretty good position. You'd expect that they would go pretty quick and she can go all right on a soft track. So I think it sets up nicely for Frilled if she gets the right run. Dino? Yeah, I think the only knock Frilled is uh, 1,100 metres. I think 1,000 metres uh, would be firmly on top, but gets really well weighted here. Uh, I... I struggled with this race. Interested to see what Libertad done. Uh, he was re- does sorry. He was really good in the spring before sort of that setback and that temperature. Um, for me, Gunner, it's just to sit and watch and see what they sort of do here. Interested to see what Red Card does too. First up. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because Red Card doesn't have you know any uh, significant rain affected going form, and and that could be a bit of a concern for it. I thought Key Ligo was a ridiculous price. What it did last start through the line was very very good. Draws really well here. I think you get uh, a very soft run in transit. Doesn't have to do a whole lot of work. Probably sits three or four pairs back uh, on the inside and will get a crack at them at some stage late. You're getting $23. I think Eli goes a really good each way play, G. Gently roll. Gets a start now in that last race. The 330 favourite for Bryce Hayes. Um, but this is an interesting race. I think it's a tough race. Dakota Vroom at 9.50. We've got High Blue C at 5.50 and then double figures for the rest here, Dino. Yep, I think they try to beat. Gently rolled last up by turning into a sit and sprint, but that horse has turned foot come to the fore. Beat home, Dakota Vroom, and a couple of others. Oh, I just think it's a perfect setup. Stays 1,300 metres, right down the weight, skate four, should get the run of the race, and showed last start. Probably has a bit more tactical speed than we thought. I think this is a terrific bet to end the program. Probably one of the better bets of the entire card is gently rolled. Wanted to find High Blue Sea, but concerned with that tick over troll, that scared me. I thought the danger maybe was African Daisy, but really keen to be. We've gently rolled here in the last, Gano. Yeah, I don't share your confidence, uh, Dino, in the race. Just overall, happy to happy to sit this one out, Mitchie. Yeah, look, I found this one probably the trickiest one, um, but the one that I had on top was High Blue Sea. I know Dino had some concerns, but I think the race map plays out nicely for High Blue Sea with... A lot of the other runners are probably going to have to burn a few carrots early to cross from wide barriers. So I just sort of thought if High Blue Sea can hold a position, it'd be in a good spot. Okay, let's take a break. We'll come back and have a look at some of the other races at Rose Hill, especially that Silver Slipper. Giddy Up's weekend preview, thanks to Bet365. We're having a look at some of the feature races at Rose Hill. We just had a look at the quaddy legs. The Silver Slipper for mine will be the, the, the highlight or one of the highlights there on a Saturday afternoon in Sydney. Here's James Cummings talking about a filly that I'm in love with in celerity. And, she, and, she's a, and she's a lovely filly. But whether or not it all comes too soon for her, well, time will tell. But if she can get into this race and be competitive against these horses, she could be a, she could be a late player on the scene at the last, you know, the 
the 13th hour, and it might make things interesting. But uh, but it's a big ask. We're delighted with the way the horse has come on since the first up run. I don't know what guest he's doing. I do not know what guest he's doing. I don't know why Mac is not riding Celerity. He's riding Embassy. He's a good horse, but I don't think... He's as good as her. Straight charge at 280 in Espinage at 245. The market leaders trained by, guess who? Gabe Waterhouse and Adrian Bott. Um, Body's your man, Gano, so you can kick it off here. <laughs> oh, good on you. Um, look, I think straight charge, what we've seen so far from, from this cult, I think he's uh, very impressive. Did in good time, did it at both ends of the race. Draws barrier nine, has to overcome that, of course, but you've got TC aboard. To do that, espionage is probably the horse I want to be with moving forward past post-slipper. Uh, it has a lot of potential, but in regards to this race, I think straight race, straight charge, it's his race to lose. Conditions will play their part, though, on Saturday, G. If you get to a wet yeah. track, maybe you want to be with a horse that has a run under its belt, and embassy and celerity could be uh, those two, but uh, straight charge on top for me, Dino. Yeah, outstanding race. Uh, some really good horses have won these. Home Affairs, Farnan, uh, Sheryl Rayner, Stern, Piero, Sunlight. So it's a good horse race. I think, yeah, Cylinder. Don't remind me, Gareth. Uh, I think it's a race in two between Espinage and Straight Charge. They both met on debut in the Breeders. Espinage got the wood over Straight Charge. But I think this is a different setup. I love both, but I have envisioned uh, Straight Charge is going to sit outside the leader. Espinage probably gets the coffin leaders back, and I think that difference in transit, that maybe that l- length that Espinage is going to lose trying to get out and off heels, I think tra- Straight Charge will be off and gone. Um, I think it's the bet in the race, and it probably should start favourite. I'm scared of celerity, but I just don't like horses doing it in their first preparation, especially when they've got a little bit of gate issues, et cetera, et cetera. But Straight Charge on top, uh, for me, Mitchie, a really good bet here in the Silver Slipper. Yeah, look, I, I found it tricky enough. The Sydney two-year-olds aren't my go, but I just thought Embassy could improve second up, having had that first up run. And Barrier 4 now is a little bit different than Barrier 7 last start, so could land in a handier position. And, yeah, also, even in each way price, I just think Embassy's probably slightly over the odds for a horse. It's a two-year-old horse that's going to be forwards controlling the race with straight charge. All right, then. Staking plans at Rose Hill, or do you like any horses that we should be having a bet on? Um, yeah, I've Gavin. got uh, Race 9... Race nine, Key Largo. I'll just get a race uh, horse number for you. Race nine, number six, Key Largo at $23. I'm having 25 each way on it, G. Yep. All right, then. Dino, you're not playing at Rose Hill, are you? No, I've spent all my $200, but I want to make note of a couple of big prices. Race six, number 10, Faulkner Park can run a big race. And in the Parramatta Cup, race five, number 15, Canberra Legend. Similar price can run a big race uh, as well. A couple of roughies there for the listeners. All right then, uh, Mitchy, are you ready? To give nah, nothing for me at Sydney. I'm happy to have spent it all there at Caulfield today. I'm, I'm, I'm going something. I'm going uh, Carmel Road at Saudi Arabia. The local, they tell me, it will be going very close. Thirty to one last time I looked with Bet Three Six Five. I'll have a hundred each way on that galloper. Um, Carmel Road there in the Saudi Cup with twenty million. Unbelievable. Uh, that's the whisper. Are you going to get oh, a and, video uh, with the doorman again, Gareth, like you did when you were in the UK? No, no. Uh, but I'll and uh, good luck, Jacko. You. Don't Just... forget, Gareth, he's two two-year-olds in a listed race yeah. at Adelaide, becoming the super owner over there in SA. Yeah, he's thrown us down the garden path. The other one's the favourite. We're in on the other one. Anyway. Uh, it would be a shame if you're involved in both of them. Yeah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> See ya.